Welcome to the Breaking Into Finance podcast. My name is Craig Thompson, and this is the open source field guide to help you understand everything you need to know about breaking into finance. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody, this is our eighth episode, and today we're going to revisit an example from episode six to illustrate how changes to the income statement filter through to the balance sheet and to the statement of cash flows. And as a refresher, we're walking through an example where you're getting paid $100,000 upfront for work that you are contractually obligated to complete over the next two years. And the main two things that I want to highlight here are one, we're going to be talking about each of the three statements at three different points in time. So pay attention to how each of the statements change over time. And two, for the first time, we're going to introduce the concept of taxes. This is a hugely impactful component of any of these three statement modeling analyses, and I guarantee will factor into interviews, technical interviews that you might have in the future. So in this example, we're going to show the impact of an assumed 20% tax rate on our financials. That's just an illustrative assumption that we're going to use for round numbers, but it's you know not inconceivable that that's the type of tax rate you might be dealing with. Lastly, this is the most number-heavy example we've had thus far, so this episode requires a bit more active listening than most, and I would also recommend having a pen and paper handy to keep track of some of the numbers to ensure that you're able to follow along. So I know that from what we've talked about, the cash flow is just, I guess, just how much cash you're bringing in over like a given period of time, but I kind of just wanted to go over again like how cash flow is comprised of the income statement and how like you would calculate that if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it's a great it's a great question. So, let's start with the same hypothetical example. So, it's $100,000 that you're going to earn for 2 years of work, but they're paying you the money up front. Okay. Um I want to know what our year 1 cash flow looks like. Well, I think I would probably have to take in that income that being 50,000, but then as we like kind of mentioned before, I think I would also have to include like taxes and how much like that deducts yep. from our income. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So we so we got $50,000 and and I've been saying I've been calling the $50,000 income, but you're right, really it's revenue. Okay. Um or like you know, salary or sales or like whatever you want to call it, but really it's $50,000 in revenue. For this simple example, we're saying we have no costs associated with that revenue. So our our profit before tax is $50,000. Let's say we pay 20% tax on those $50,000. And so that's $10,000 of tax. So we have $40,000 of net income in our first year. Um. Now we have to go to our cash flow statement, and and by the way, um, we we did, we talked about our balance sheet on day zero, and we talked about our balance sheet at the end of year two. What does our balance sheet look like at the end of year one? Wouldn't our balance sheet be somewhat similar to our, I guess, revenue that we're bringing in, in the sense that it would be like fifty thousand before the taxes were applied? So, so it's um, we now our our cash balance. We said, um, and by the way, so like in in the last example, we said that our um, our day zero balance sheet looked like a hundred dollars of cash, 
and a hundred dollars of like work we owe, um, and then equity of zero. And it, we said at the end of year two, it was still a hundred of cash and zero of work, so a hundred of equity. Um, that hypothetical ignored tax actually is now we're we're getting into. Um, so now at the end of year one, what does our cash look like? Wouldn't our cash be fifty thousand or? Well, our cash was a hundred. Okay. Did we do anything? Do we have to pay any cash for any reason in that first year? No, unless we like reported that. Like yeah, let's on- say yeah, let's say we just reported it and we we owe taxes. Okay, well then we would have to like subtract from the 100,000 how much taxes we owe. Yep, yep. So let's say that we now have 90 in cash because we reported 50,000 of it. We did all that income statement okay. math to say we owe 10,000 in taxes. So our cash is 90. Um what about our liabilities? What do we still owe in work? Wouldn't we technically owe a hundred thousand dollars in work since it's like for the next year? Is it even if we did a year of work already? I believe so because we still like our contract is that we have to do two years, but I might yeah, so be... so yeah, well, this this gets into the averaging it out thing. And so I think like what a lot of people would try to argue is we signed up to get a hundred thousand dollars for two years of work. So on day zero, we owe $100,000 worth of work. Like we haven't accrued any equity yet. But at the end of the first year, we've performed half the work. So our liability is half what it was when we started. Okay. Um, so what would that make our liabilities? 50000 Yeah. So we owe $50,000 worth of work. So now we have 90000 in cash, 50000 in liabilities. So what is our equity? Wouldn't it be forty thousand? Yep, yep. That's the that's the remaining amount. Um, and the the way if you're like creating the math formulas for this, um, you one thing that some people do but is wrong is they'll just say like our equity is equal to the difference, um, because then it'll always balance. But the right way to do it is to set your retain that they call this retained earnings um is to basically say your retained earnings is whatever your retained earnings was last year okay which was zero because we had zero of equity plus your net income which is 40. so you brought in 40 of net income so we have 40 of equity we said we owe 50,000 of work so that's 50,000 of liabilities 40 plus 50 is 90. Okay. And that equals our cash balance and every, and everybody's happy in the okay. world because um, 90 equals 90. Um, so now we know our income statement. We know our balance sheet. And by the way, this is like a lot of mental math that I know I know you're doing. So you're, <laughs> you're doing really well. Um, um, and I'm, I'm trying to keep up too. Um, so then let's talk about our cash flow statement. Okay. Um, how much cash did we bring in in year one? In year one, didn't we bring in fifty thousand? Uh forty thousand. Well, um, those are possible answers, but okay. what did what did we get paid in cash during the first year? 
a hundred thousand since yep. we chose to. Yep. And and what did we pay in cash in the first year? Ten thousand, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was our cash flow for the first year? Ninety thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So this and this gets into why all these three statements matter. Is it's like different. It's like very different numbers, right? Like forty thousand dollars in net income, but ninety thousand dollars in cash flow. Um, like very different numbers. And there are two methods. There's the direct method and the indirect method that people have for trying to figure out what your cash flow is. Okay. Um, what what you did is is I'll call that the direct method, which is like we just like tallied up how much did we have coming in and how much did we have going out. Um, the indirect method is actually a lot more common, which is we start with our net income, okay, which is forty thousand, and then you could say, what was there any change in cash that is not reflected on the income statement? And the answer is yes, because we owe, we have this liability where we owe this work, but we already have the cash for it. Okay. Um, and so I would add that in. Okay. Um, is basically the way people would think about it. So our year one cash flow is 90,000. Our year, but we needed to know our how much tax we owe to calculate that 90,000, right? Okay, yes. Um, so now let's talk about our cash flow in the second year. Um, or tell me about the income statement, the balance sheet, and the cash flow in the second year. Well, if I'm like saying this correctly, wouldn't our cash flow in the second year? I believe it would let's, not. Let's start with the income statement. Because okay. like that, like um my my bet to you is you can't tell me about the cash flow statement until you tell me about how much taxes we owe. Okay. Um, and you can't tell me about the taxes till we do the income statement. So let's, okay. let's start, let's always start with the income statement. Okay. So then wouldn't our income statement again be 50,000? Uh, yes. But then what's our net income after tax? 40,000. Yep. Yep. Um, so income statement looks the same in year one and year two. Okay. That's accrual accounting and the averaging out that we were talking about. Yeah. So it's, it's the same in each year because you're doing the same work um, under the same contract. Okay. So now let's talk about our balance sheet at the end of year two. Uh, then, okay. Um, which we already talked about before, but we didn't include tax before. So let's include tax now. Okay. So if we were including tax, which is $10,000 again, like in year one, wouldn't our balance sheet be 80,000 or I don't. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. Exactly. You have, you started with a hundred thousand dollars of cash in the bank. You paid $10,000 of taxes in year one, 10,000 in year two, yes. 80,000 cash in the bank at the end of year two. Yep. Okay. Um, and let's say it's like a more complicated scenario where we like, didn't know it was like exactly a two-year contract and like stuff was different. The way that people always think about, um, doing like balance sheet numbers is basically they'll start with what was true last year. Okay. And then they'll add the effect of what's true this year. This year. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, um, but that's exactly right. So 80,000 in cash, um, any liabilities? No. 
Um, okay. So any equity? Wouldn't you have the eighty thousand dollars? Yeah. In yeah. Um, and do you remember what the line item we we call that is? Do you remember the name? I do not. Retained earnings. Okay. Retained, retained earnings. earnings. Um, so how did our retained earnings change from day zero to the end of year one to the end of year two? Well, at the end of year one, our retained earnings, like day zero, weren't our retained earnings just zero dollars? Yep. And yep. then at the end of year one, our retained earnings would be technically $90,000 or is that? No, it would be 40000 Yep. And then at the end of year two, 80000 Yep. And okay. so our retained earnings went from zero to 40 to 80. Our net income during the first year was 40. So okay. zero plus 40 equals 40. And then our net income was also 40 in year two, 40 plus 40 to 80. Okay. Um, exactly. And our balance sheet is balanced in every period. Um, the number has changed, right? We went from like 100 to 100 to 90, 90 to 80, 80. But all we care about is that it balances. Um, okay. And so now let's talk about our cash flow in year two. Okay. Um, tell me, tell me about our cash flow in year two. Um, well, considering what we've talked about in our cash flow in year one was 40,000, 40, correct? Our cash flow was no, more than 40. 90,000. Yep. Okay. So our cash flow in year one was 90,000. So then wouldn't our cash flow in year two be 90,000 as well? Or is that? Incorrect? Well, t- tell, tell me about that. So, um, what actual cash did we have coming in the door in year two? Who, Didn't who paid we us? Not paid have us? any actual cash in year yeah, two. Yeah, none. Not at all none. Okay. Yeah. Um, did we have any cash going out of the door in year two? Didn't we have 10,000 because of taxes? Yep, exactly. So what is our, and, and let's, let's do it the same way we were doing it before. So this is like the direct method, which I, I think is a fine way to like okay. learn this stuff. Um, so let's, let's just do that. So our, um, what is our free cash flow then for year two? Wouldn't it technically be zero since we're not like bringing in over that time period? It's even or worse than zero. It's negative because we're paying 10,000, but we're yeah. not bringing in anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so what is it? Negative 10,000. Yeah. Um, and so, by the way, like, let's, let's step back now. So like, and like, think about this holistically and think about if all the numbers like mix and match. So okay. we, what was our net income in year one? 40,000 net income in year two, 40,000. What is our total net income over the two years? 80,000. Yep. And what is our cash flow in year one? 90,000. We yep. said, and yep. Yes. Um, and what is our cash flow in year two? Negative 10,000. So what's our cash flow over the two years? 80,000. Yeah. Or no. Okay. Yeah. And how does how does the net income compare to the cash flow over those two years? Wouldn't it be equal? Yeah, they're both eighty thousand, which yeah. is exactly what we want. It, it okay. like the so the the goal 
of all of this is not to do like magic where like somehow over the long run, the cash flow is different from the income statement. Okay. It's more that because we're in the income statement, we're doing this averaging out stuff. The goal of the cash flow statement is to be like, okay, you did this averaging out stuff and you paid some taxes based on that. But like, let's set all that aside and just tell me about the cash flow. Coming up, we're going to continue talking about how the three statements work together. But keep in mind that ultimately what we're gearing up to really talk about are projections and valuation. So I want you to leave this episode thinking about two questions. One, which metric of all the things we've discussed is the most important outcome metric? And two, if we were trying to project performance in year two or year three or beyond at the end of year one, which metric is most likely to have good predictive power for future performance? And as a hint, the answers to those two questions that I just posed are different. So I will leave that there and we'll pick this up again next time. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to check out our website, breakingintofinancepodcast.com, where you can submit questions, join our Substack to stay up to date on new content releases, and much, much more. We'll see you next time.